Now, I'm no expert on Wall Street, but I do know a thing or two about buying and selling Sacramento Kings stock, but it's not the stock that you're thinking about. On today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast, I'm going to be joined by former host of this podcast, current Sacramento Kings uh, radio broadcaster, longtime Sacramento sports broadcaster, Jason Ross will be back here on Locked on Kings with me today. He and I are going to be looking at a few different Sacramento Kings stocks, and we're going to show whether or not we are buying or selling that stock. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January all the way through to December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member, Sacramento Kings media member for the last seven years. This will be my eighth season covering the Kings, formerly with radio, now with television at ABC 10 here in Sacramento. And before we get to my conversation with Jason Ross and go through these uh, Sacramento Kings stocks, whether or not we're buying or selling, which by the way, we want you to be involved. So be ready to get involved in today's podcast. Did you watch or at least listen to the speeches from Chris Weber and uh, former Sacramento Kings head coach Rick Adelman as they both were inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, last weekend? It was just an awesome, awesome weekend. And the pictures coming out of that weekend of many of the that classic Sacramento Kings team uh, from the late 90s and early 2000s. I mean, Coach Rick Adelman is an absolute hero of mine, my favorite NBA coach of all time. Uh, So I was almost more excited to hear from him than I was to hear from Chris Weber, who's of course, in my opinion, the the greatest Sacramento King uh, of all time and absolute legend here in Sacramento. Both of them so rightly deserve uh, being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, hearing both of them speak. I'm not going to lie. I got a little bit emotional seeing Vlade uh, up there uh, introducing Rick uh, to see Doug Christie and Bobby Jackson there, Peja Stoyakovich there supporting uh, their former teammate and their former coach. I believe Mike Bibby was involved in some capacity. Jason Williams might have been there as well. Uh, It's just, it was really, really cool. And it, 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 I mean, that was my team, right? And that was a lot of our teams. That was the team that I grew up watching uh, and I grew up supporting. It was because of that team that I fell in love, not just with the game of basketball, but with a sports atmosphere because how loud Arco Arena was. Arco Thunder, right? It was born uh, maybe, honestly, before that. I, I can't speak to that. I was not alive when the Kings first came to Sacramento, and even though they were a bad team, I know that the original Arco Arena got plenty loud, but true Arco Thunder was born uh, during those late 90s and uh, early 2000s as, as we would sell out every single night, and people would drive from a long ways uh, to come watch the greatest show on court play. So if you haven't watched those speeches or listened to those speeches, I 
encourage you to go uh, and experience that. And if maybe you are listening to this and, and you are younger uh, and you didn't experience that era of Kings basketball, make sure you research up on it. Watch some of these uh, those games. Watch that team play. Get familiar uh, with not just Chris Weber, who I'm sure you're familiar with, but head coach Rick Adelman, uh, because he is an absolute legend in my mind here in Sacramento. And, and he gets a lot of the credit that he deserves uh, here in Sacramento, but never really received enough credit outside of SAC. Now with him going into the basketball hall of fame, finally, he is getting that credit that he deserves. Now it's time for my conversation with Jason Ross. We got some Sacramento Kings stock to decide whether or not we are buying or selling, including De'Aaron Fox being an all-star, uh, the likelihood of a starting lineup featuring Fox, Halliburton and Davion Mitchell working Kings, adding a star at or before the trade deadline. We're going to talk about it all next. Before that, though, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on Kings is brought to you by our friends over at Sweatblock, the antiperspirant wipes that work better than anything else on the market. They're doctor-created, doctor-recommended. They work for up to seven days per use, so a box lasts a long time, and it comes with a dry shirt guarantee, meaning if Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you'll get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show, used by firefighters. It can handle their hot climate. It can certainly handle yours and mine. It's also a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 30 13,000 reviews, and it's currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category, manufactured in the NBA and super easy to get, not just available for you on Amazon. You can get it at your local CVS pharmacy if you don't prefer to shop online, or honestly, the best way to get them is to go to sweatblock.com, and if you use promo code Locked On at checkout, you'll save 20%. So take advantage of that offer and make sure you're not dealing with those annoying and sometimes embarrassing sweat stains. And let me know if this sounds familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You have another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You have our sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV all together in one place. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. It takes the worst part of TV and gets rid of it. So now it's all good. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by package. Hey, welcome to the Sacramento Kings stock market. You got two Kings financial experts here for you. Matt George joined by the former host of the Locked on Kings podcast, the guy I booted out and I stole his job, Jason Ross, back with me here. Hey, Jay Ross. What's up, Matt? How about if we have two Matt Georges? Is that possible? Somehow I'm skinnier than that. I'm skinnier than that cardboard cutout. They made it extra skinny. If you're not watching on YouTube, if you're an audio listener, I apologize. He has the cardboard cutout that was in the Golden One Center that you guys just put me in a corner, right? You didn't you didn't have me sit next to anybody important? No, you were all by yourself in the upper deck behind the curtains. <laughs> They're just this is where Matt George belongs, behind the curtains where he can't ruin us with a with a sports take. Hey, I, I like that. I need that cardboard cutout. I guess I gotta stop by the studio and, and grab it from you if I'm allowed back. It'll, it'll cost. It'll it'll cost me. Well, uh, trust it's me. On eBay, it's on eBay and the bids are going. 
to the moon. Yeah, a cardboard cutout of Matt George is about as as, uh, as useless and as priceless as, as they get. But we have some Sacramento Kings stock to share whether we're buying or selling. I have a bunch of different statements here about the Sacramento Kings for this upcoming season that we're going to discuss and weigh upon. And of course, the Lockdown Kings listeners uh, have been challenged to weigh upon it as well. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of buying uh, out of this list with the optimism for next season. But we'll start with one uh, that uh, I know a lot of people, not just in Sacramento, but around the league are buying. And that's De'Aaron Fox as a Western Conference All-Star this season. Are you buying or selling that? I'm buying. I'm buying. De'Aaron was played like one last year. If the team had won more games last year, I think he would have been one. His stats warrant it. Uh, The team hasn't won enough. But uh, he might need some help. He might need some other things to happen. Uh, one, for example, is a guy who's a regular All-Star is Kawhi Leonard. He's obviously hurt. So there's one key player that generally gets in there. Now, that's more of the front court position. But that's kind of what you need. You need some breaks. But certainly the most important thing, Matt, that he needs is wins from the team. If that happens, his stats will be good. He's the best player on this team. Um, if I'm picking between the two, I'm I'm buying. Yeah, I think I'm buying too for that almost exact same reason. You you brought up the wins. I think that's the big thing. I think De'Aaron Fox would have been more than a Western Conference All Star uh, last season had the the wins followed suit. And in a way, they kind of did when he was playing his best basketball. Those were the two best stretches of the Kings win on last season. So I'm buying De'Aaron Fox as an all-star because I'm expecting the Sacramento Kings win total to come up and for him, of course, uh, to be the largest part uh, of that. But what about buying or selling De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and Davion Mitchell playing together as a starting lineup? Not just a in-game lineup, but an actual starting lineup. Uh, I'm going to sell that. I don't think that's going to be the plan for the team. I think there's some disadvantages to it. I think we'll see the advantages, though, utilized as a closing lineup. We've seen the Kings play three guards to close. The closing lineup last year had Buddy, Halliburton, and Fox. The year before, it was Fox, Buddy, and Bogey. So I could see those three with Mitchell and Fox and Halliburton playing a lot at the end to try to close out games. Maybe Harrison at the four and Barnes, or excuse me, and uh, Holmes at the five. So, but to start a game, I just, I don't see it. I'm, I'm going to sell that. I think I'm selling it mainly because I haven't seen it yet, but I'm buying the, the, the possibility of it just based off of what we've seen from Davion Mitchell. And I think if Davion uh, is not only the extremely capable on ball defender that he is, but if he's capable of uh, stretching the floor, I think he, he, opens up the possibility for it, but I have no idea really what that looks like and have a massive question mark of Tyrese Halliburton playing the three as a starter on a night-to-night basis, but I agree with you completely in terms of of closing lineups and even like middle-of-the-game stretches where the Kings need a a little bit more defense. I expect us to get looks at the three of them playing together, and Jason, I I wonder how early we'll get those glimpses, whether or not Davion will get that opportunity to play with those two guys right from the get-go this season. Yeah, the one thing I thought about Davion this summer was he, he looked good. He looked really good. But I wanted to see him with the better players, with Fox, with Halliburton, with Buddy, with Barnes, that whole group. So I, I'm in, in, anxious to see him with that group. But you also will be missing out. I mean, your best shooter is still Buddy, assuming he's on the team. So that that's a tough one to replace. Are you losing more with Buddy's shooting going out, but what you're gaining with Davion's defense? So that's something the coaching staff will have to figure out. But the, all those guys are going to play. There's still a chance that he is moved before the start of next season. But as of right now, Marvin Bagley is part of the Sacramento Kings roster. 
And I think it's pretty safe to say that he at the moment is not considered part of the Kings core. He has been taken out and replaced by Tyrese Halliburton, maybe even Rashawn Holmes. Now that he's gotten the, the contract that he got, maybe even Davion Mitchell uh, is in that conversation as Kings core. But we all still expect that Marvin, if he stays healthy, can put up good numbers. So are you buying or selling Jason Ross, the stock of Marvin Bagley, playing his way back into the Kings core this season. I'm going to sell based on track record. Kind of what you said earlier, you hadn't seen that lineup together. I hadn't seen Marvin do it. I think he has all the ability, all the ability. And as long as he's on the team, I don't think they're, they're done with him per se. I'm I'm sure they've been looking at other options, but I hate to say it. I don't ever want to see the guy get hurt again, but that's what's happened. And so can we get, 30 games in a row, 40 games in a row, 50 games in a row. It hasn't happened. So again, tough choice here on the two. I think he's got the ability to do it, but if I'm picking, I'm selling. I imagine almost every financial expert will tell you to make financial decisions based off of your brain and not your heart. Cause my heart wants to see Marvin Bagley become that player that the Kings hoped he would be when they selected him number two overall. But my brain says basically exactly what you were saying that Marvin's not reliable. And how can a unreliable player be a part of your core? And and honestly, even if Bagley played 82 games this season, I would be thrilled. But I still would question whether or not that was the anomaly compared to what we've seen so far uh, out of Marvin. So I am selling him working his way back into the core, although I'm rooting for it to happen because I still think the Kings could use him for one. And his best opportunity to do that, in my opinion, is still here in SAC. Yeah, and the other part of that too that's interesting is even when he was playing and playing 10, 15, 20 games in a row, remember he wasn't finishing games. So assuming the best thinking with our hearts and getting him out there, I, you still may be in that same role where they're finishing with other guys and not playing Marvin on the end of the game. This next one is a two parter buying or selling at any point this season, the Kings going on a nine game win streak and a nine-game losing streak. Remember, they went on two separate nine-game losing streaks last season. So not one over the other, just looking at a two-parter. Are you buying or selling the Kings going on a nine-game losing st- or win streak this year and a nine-game losing streak this year? Uh, selling. Yeah, those are pretty rare. It was a weird year. It happened to them. There were pockets where they were great. There were pockets where they were awful. Um, most teams you know, win two or three, and then a lot. It's just, and vice versa. Um, if I'm picking, I'm selling that. I think those were just, those felt like outliers last year. So I'm selling the, the excessive streaks either way. I'm immediately going against what I said in my last answer. And I'm making an emotional, not a smart financial decision. I'm going to buy a nine game win streak just because damn it, the what? Sacramento Kings deserve it. I'm going to buy it at some point this season. The Kings are going to rattle off nine in a row. Now I'm hoping it's not nine in a row at the end of the season when they're desperately playing catch up to try and sneak their way uh, into the play in and they have to win out in order to do it. I'm, I'm expecting a nine game win or I'm, I'm buying a nine game winning streak happening this season. I'm hard selling a nine game losing streak. If they haven't learned that lesson after experiencing it twice in one season, they're never going to learn it. Yeah. I don't even think the O2 Kings won nine in a row. Yikes. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, but I fact checkers, they'll, they'll back us up on that one. There's a first time for anything. Well, we know for sure the O2 Kings didn't lose nine in a row. So, hey, True. you got to start somewhere. Well, how about this? Buying or selling the Sacramento Kings, making the play-in, but 
as a seventh or eighth seed. So not just sneaking in via ninth or 10th, but a seventh or eighth seed and hopefully hosting uh, a, a home game. Well, they would guaranteed, even if they lost the first round, they would host a play in game at the golden one center. I'll buy it. I'm going to buy it. I'm obviously much more optimistic. I always think for the best 15 years of losing is, is taken its toll on everybody. But Phoenix also showed us a roadmap. It is possible. Now, the Kings didn't overhaul their lineup as drastically as, as Phoenix did. But some of that was also contingent on player development. Uh, Aiton got better. Booker obviously got better. The pieces they added fit. And then Chris Paul was the the, the one moving piece that they needed. I, I'd never seen this before, Matt, on a year where the Kings obviously didn't make the playoffs, that I liked as many pieces that I actually did. I was thinking, man, i got to keep Holmes. Um, I'd be okay with keeping Buddy and even Marvin. I like Halliburton. I like Fox. Certainly Mitchell looks nice. Hey, if they kept Harkless and um, Terrence Davis, that was a team that didn't win. That had two nine-game losing streaks, but I still wanted them to keep a lot of their pieces. So um, I'm going to look at it positively. So if I'm, I'm picking, I'm, I'm buying that one for sure. I see the Kings and Memphis Grizzlies, and Memphis was the eighth seed last year. Yeah. I see them on a pretty level playing field. And if I'm looking at both uh, rosters, in fact, the most recent episode of Locked On Kings that I did, I had uh, Sean Coleman from the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, and we debated De'Aaron Fox versus John Moran. Of course, Memphis is going to take Jaw, Sacramento is going to take De'Aaron, and that's just an indication of how happy both teams are with their guy. But comparing rosters, I think Sacramento's the the sexier roster in terms of talent. Now Memphis has shown that they can play and win together, which is maybe more important than having sexy names and, and a compilation of talent. But I think the Kings and the Memphis Grizzlies will be on level playing field, which means I expect the Kings to uh, potentially be in that seventh or eighth seed conversation. So I'm definitely, I'm going to buy uh, the Kings making the play in and doing it via the seventh or eighth seed. I don't know about seventh, but hey, I'll take eighth. Well, you know, we, we'll take them getting in, yeah. uh, in in any way possible at this point, which I think I asked Luke Walton about towards the end of the season or after the season was over when he shared that the goal for this team was playoffs or bust. I, sh- I asked him, does it matter how you get in? And he kind of rolled his eyes at me and said, it doesn't matter. Does it matter to you, Jay Ross? No, not at all. It'd be getting in, having an opportunity to to get those guys to go through those valuable experiences like that. And I think the one thing, the one area they could do it the most drastically and or change it was defense. I mean, you look at the outliers, nine game losing streaks that killed them dead last for a lot of the year in defense. I mean, again, I'm not asking them to be a top five defense, but if they were 20th, 18th, that's not great, but that's going to make them a better team. Well, that's a perfect segue into uh, our next bit of King stock here. Buying or selling the Kings as a top 20 mm. defense in the NBA. So moving up, they ended up 29th, I believe, right? So moving up nine spots minimum, 10 teams worse than them, or yeah, 10 teams worse than them in the NBA defensively. That's a pretty significant improvement, even if you're still in the bottom half of the league. Yeah, and again, that gives you the odds and the numbers are pretty good right there to get to the top two thirds and that it could be 20 and you get it. So I'll buy it. And maybe again, back to the optimism and the hope and the wish, but I think it's been such a point of emphasis. I do think Mitchell will be better. I think the continuity of having a lot of the same pieces back and then they're just tougher and more physical. And the last part of defense is rebounding. And I think between Len and Thompson and keeping homes if Bagley's healthy, uh, he's a good rebounder. I think they got pretty good tenacious defenders on the perimeter, not a bunch of shot blocking, but, more of a physical presence in the paint, and I think they'll rebound well. So uh, not much higher than 20, maybe right around that range, but that would be enough, so I'll buy. Yeah, I'm going to sell it 
just because I think 20 would almost be their max this year. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know how much I buy Davion Mitchell coming in and being that significant of a drastic improvement. I know we've talked about and had fun talking about, well, his defense would be infectious, right? And the team would want to match his intensity. But we're talking about a rookie here amongst a a team of veterans who's not even considered one of the top um, players. Maybe he will be, but at this point in time, I don't think it's it's fair to consider Davion Mitchell a top player on this Kings team, nor is it fair to expect a rookie to come in and just change the culture all by himself, even if he didn't win a a national championship at Baylor. So I'm going to sell it. But I do think 21, 22, 23, moving up six to seven to eight spots can be done. And I believe that just those, that movement alone could have a significant effect on the win column with, with the state of the NBA and how important offense is. Yeah. And even if that's, we're talking about like three or four wins, that's enough. I mean, that's not a humongous difference, but that's, that would have been enough. So that would help. We have a, the next two here are going to be focused around the trade deadline. And the first one is we know Monty McNair has aggressively been looking for that disgruntled star, that star to add to this Kings roster. A lot of talk around Ben Simmons. It's quieted down a little bit. Might still happen. We don't know. But assuming it doesn't happen, assuming this is the roster that the Kings go into next season with, are you buying or selling the Kings adding a star, not necessarily an all-star, but a, a star level talent at or before the trade deadline during the regular season? I would sell it. I don't think so. I, I think, one, you have, you have to have a willing party on the other side. Um, I think right now it's been pretty hot, or at least the rumors out there with a guy like Simmons, that would fit under this criteria. But if things worked out and they kept going and somehow he's playing in Philly, I feel like they would have figured things out. And I don't know what other name out is out there, but that would be someone that maybe isn't even on our radar. But if I'm picking between all the choices – I think I'll sell that. I just don't see the Kings pulling that off. I'm going to buy it and maybe for the wrong reason. Maybe it's, I'm going to buy it and it could be a bad gamble for the Sacramento Kings, but I imagine the Kings at the trade deadline or around the trade deadline are going to be hovering around the plan. And I imagine, let's say hypothetically, like things get worse between the Toronto Raptors and Pascal Siakam. And suddenly Siakam is more available than we thought. I wouldn't be surprised if Monty McNair tries to use Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, or maybe even Harrison Barnes, not all three of them together, but some combination of those guys and throw a, a few first round future uh, draft picks as well into the mix to try for that swing for the fences move in season. I I, I wouldn't honestly be surprised if McNair and, and the Kings try for that for one, the desire to end the, the ridiculously long playoff drought. And two, it's, kind of Monty backing up what he said. So I'm going to buy it, but maybe for the wrong reason, Jason Ross. Okay. All right. Well, again, I don't think he's, it's going to be for lack of asking or being aggressive. I just needing two to tango here. And I don't know that the Kings have all the assets that other people are looking for. While staying around the trade deadline, are you buying or selling Buddy Heald being a, higher value trade piece or maybe more desirable trade piece than Harrison Barnes at the trade deadline. Wow. That one's really tough because I think people covet shooting. They always have always will. That's where the league is going. Buddy is a gifted shooter. He's a, he's a sniper. Um, con both contracts are going down. People also love professionals, good locker room guys. You're not going to find a better one than Harrison Barnes. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Buddy. I'm buying that because 
of one, probably the will and willingness to trade him. I think people would want shooting contract going down. He's not, it's not the full four years that's left anymore. Yeah, I'll buy that one, but that's close. I agree it is close. I'm buying Buddy Healed simply because of the contract. Because mm-hmm. I think if you had swapped the contracts of Buddy Healed and Harrison Barnes last season around the trade deadline, you would have gotten a completely different approach to both players. Because I remember when the Kings gave Harrison Barnes the contract that he's on, I remember teams and, and and fans around the league and even experts saying, wow, what a massive overpay. I would not give Harrison Barnes that much money. And it's crazy. Even if it's just $2 million, the difference in optics of three more years with the next year being $22 million and two more years with the next year being $20 million. I think that's right. a significant difference. So even if Buddy Heald doesn't really improve, let's say he just stays the same and Harrison Barnes stays the same as well. I still think both of them will have significant value. It might be pretty close, like you said, but I think Buddy Heald with his, his elite shooting plus the fact that his contract is only two more years at 20 and $18 million, I suddenly think just that difference of one year and $2 million makes a massive difference in Buddy's trade value. So I'm going to sell, or I'm going to buy Buddy on that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch between really those guys and throwing Marvin as well. All right. The last one that I have for you, Jason Ross, is our uh, Sacramento Kings stock and financial expert. <laughs> the Kings buying or selling the Sacramento Kings being a 500 or better team. And we saw not too many seasons ago, the Kings hovering right around that. And I look at this roster and depending upon if they play the right way and play a little bit of defense, I see the capability of them outperforming what their roster was a couple seasons ago. Yeah. If I'm buying them getting into that seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 play, like it's going to take more than 41. It could be 43, 42. It's not like this, this, avalanche of wins i don't think it's going to be the year what it was back in 2012 maybe where 50 wins wasn't enough i don't think it's going to be that but um i'll buy it i'll buy it that uh player development improvement overall kind of continuity um improvement on defense if all those things again that a lot of ifs but i think that i think they got it in them i'm going by there yeah, the Golden State Warriors, they were six games over 500, as were the, uh, or no, I'm sorry, the Memphis Grizzlies were uh, four games over 500, and they were both in the play-in, and then somehow the San Antonio Spurs, who also made the play-in, were six games under 500. So it just goes to show that that drop-off in the Western Conference. Uh, but the Kings, 10 games under 500, I think they're more than capable. And again, like I said there in the intro, if the, if the Kings... And that lineup of a couple of years ago, playing under Dave Yeager, playing that fast-paced style, if that team can be an around 500 team, uh, then I think this team with a improved De'Aaron Fox and improved Tyrese Halliburton, please God, improved defense, I think they're <laughs> they're capable of doing it. But you know, the Western Conference is the Western Conference, the NBA is the NBA, so it also takes some some luck and good fortune, as you know. Yeah, and you just, there's always a team that we anticipate to be better that has injuries or issues or they make a trade, so... Um, it's never as predictable as it seems. I think the top usually is, but there's a couple teams, which I would say the Kings would be one of those that would be in the bottom part, but could still work their way into that six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 kind of range. And that's a, that's a big swing. 
So there you go. That's the hottest stock in the uh, the Sacramento Kings stock market. Listeners, make sure you're sharing with us if you're buying or selling. Uh, as I know, Jason Ross is going to be trying to sell that cardboard cutout of uh, of Matt George and will unfortunately probably not make his money back. He might have to pay someone to get rid of that for him, including shipping J. Ross. So sorry about that. I'm, I like it. it. It hangs out with me in the office and we, we talk sometimes. You don't talk a lot on this one, but we talk. We well, have that's, talks. That's how you know it's not me because it doesn't talk a lot. <laughs> the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to carry all the parts that you need. You'll end up just wasting your time having them order only the parts that their warehouse happens to carry at their set price point. And not to mention those prices, they're inflated. You can save yourself a boatload of money by shopping and getting your auto parts on rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You don't have to. Save that money instantly at rockauto.com. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. It's always a pleasure to have Jason Ross back here on the Locked on Kings podcast. Absolute treat uh, to be able to speak with him. I know many of you OG listeners who have been with us since the beginning here on Locked on Kings miss him. uh, So I try and have him on as much as possible. Heck, I just miss talking to the guy. I used to work with him and see him every single day. Now that I'm uh, over at ABC 10, I don't have that privilege as much. uh, So to get him here on Locked on Kings is just as much of a treat for me as it is for you. Maybe even more so. But are you buying or are you selling? a lot of the stock that Jason and I just discussed. Let me know. You can uh, tell me on Twitter at Matt George Sack, S-A-C. Uh, you can email me, Sports at gmail.com, or uh, feel free to leave uh, your comments down below if you're watching on YouTube, which stock you're buying and which stock you're selling, and maybe you have your own stock statement that you want to uh, present to me and share with me if you're buying or selling that stock, and I'll share with you whether or not I agree or disagree. Let's have some fun with this for the remainder of of the offseason, which is, by the way, coming to an end very, very quickly. We are closing in on the start of preseason. We're less than a month away from that. Kings basketball right around the corner. Allow NFL football to kill that time for you. But once Kings season starts, I know you're going to be locked in here on Locked on Kings. No pun intended. I appreciate you listening to the Locked on Kings podcast today. Appreciate all your support. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.